Today is Monday, August the 22nd, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, we continue along the 2022 Position Unit Preview Series. On today's show, I break down the Gamecocks offensive linemen heading into the upcoming season. Guys, first things first, we'll look back at how the offensive line fared a season ago. Also, we'll meet the big uglies and talk most to prove best overall. Season will be successful if, and I'll give my overall grade for the unit as well. Also, lots of news and notes to get into and your listener questions on a packed Monday show. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Red Fox Roofing. Guys, Red Fox Roofing is a family-owned and operated residential roofing company born and raised in the Carolinas. They're proud South Carolina Gamecock fans servicing the local Columbia, Charleston, and most of the surrounding areas. They offer free inspections for storm damage, free same-day estimates for full roof replacements, and roof certifications for people getting ready to sell their homes. Also, they know how important shingle quality is when it comes to your roof. That's why they use Atlas Shingles, which is the only shingle manufacturer on the market who's partnered with 3M and has a Scotch Guard protection on their shingles. They offer a lifetime algae-resistant warranty that your roof will never have those ugly black streaks from algae buildup. Now, when it comes to the best possible pricing, they've got you covered there as well. Red Fox Roofing is willing to be any written estimate and allows financing as well. They service every home as if it was theirs, and their attention to detail and customer service, guys, is truly what sets them apart. Simply put, they always leave it better than they found it. Give them a call today, guys, at 843-364-3023. That's 843-364-3023 for all of your roofing needs. You can also find them on Facebook at Red Fox Roofing, or if you have any questions, go to their website at redfoxroof.com. That's redfoxroof.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's get it!
gentlemen, boys and girls, happy Monday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show as always, and we have got a packed show for you here on this Monday as we now sit just 12 days away from kickoff. Folks, don't look now. We're nearly to single digits. If you're not ready, you better get ready because it is practically here. Again, guys, I hope this show does find you. I don't matter where you are, what you're doing. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. Very excited to chat with you all as we continue to talk kind of football and break down and dissect this thing, guys. And soon, very soon, aka next week, we'll actually be talking about the Gamecocks facing off against an opponent. What a time. And also, guys, football is back. College football. If you just can't wait for the Gamecocks this weekend, I know I'm excited. I'm excited to sit in front of the tube and watch Nebraska in Dublin, watch Vanderbilt go to the island and take on Hawaii. Hey, SEC football is back this weekend. Folks, we basically made it. We we made it. We're here. We're there. We're rocking. We're rolling. Feels good to be good, and it feels good to chat with you all here on this Monday. Guys, before we get rocking and rolling into everything, really quickly, a couple quick housekeeping items. First things first. In case you missed it, obviously I announced this over the summer, but I reposted the video over the weekend. I'm very excited to announce the TSUS tailgate, which will take place in less than two weeks, obviously, before the Gamecocks take on Georgia State and the entirety of the 2022 season. We are back out at Seawells this fall. Really excited to be at Seawells once again, guys. We had an absolute blast out there last year, and I know it'll only be more of the same, if not even better, this year, I'll be posting full details for the tailgate probably this weekend by the latest Monday, promoting that tailgate and just letting you guys know exactly where we're going to be, what spots we're going to be in. You cannot miss it if you're walking by Seawells. Of course, it is across the street from the rocket in the fairgrounds and also just down the road right next to Jay's Corner. You will see the TSUS and the big cock club flags flying. I actually just got a new flagpole over the weekend, a 20-foot flagpole. So you will not be able to miss us. I will let you guys know again, guys, whenever we're going to be out there, exactly what times, what spots we're going to be in, all that good stuff, but you will not be able to miss us. I absolutely cannot wait. So very excited again to let you all know on the podcast that the TSUS tailgate is back in full force. And guys, I tell you this, we're doing it even bigger and better this year. I'm talking about giveaways. We'll have merch on sale in regards to towels and koozies at the tailgate. Guys, I'm working with some of my business partners to have free giveaways, koozies, t-shirts, what have you. It is going to be an absolute blast, guys. Stay tuned. I absolutely cannot wait to party with you all. I cannot wait to party with all the Gamecocks this season. Going to be a blast. Also, guys, on that note, the merchandise, the deadline to order merch and get it delivered by kickoff. I cannot stress this enough. It may be there, but it may not be there if you order after this date. It is this week, Thursday, August the 25th. Thursday, August the 25th. If you want your Beamer Ball stuff, Beamer Rattler, Clem Sucks, whatever, QB1, whatever it is you want, you can still get it whenever, but if you want it delivered by Georgia State, Okay, I cannot stress this enough. By Georgia State, get your orders in by Thursday. When it comes to the towels and the koozies, 
I am shipping those out myself, so I can probably get those out actually a lot quicker. So if you order Monday or Tuesday of next week, I can probably still get those to you. And of course, we'll have those on sale at the tailgate. But if it's anything from our online store that's like t-shirts or hats or whatever, I would highly suggest you going ahead and ordering those right now. Because again, if you wait too long, you will not have that merchandise by kickoff, which again, I would imagine many of you want to have that merch by kickoff. So again, just want to let you know, TSUS.store. Guys, again, I cannot thank you enough for the support on the merchandise side of the business. It's been absolutely incredible, man. I mean, it's been absolutely incredible. The positive momentum we have right now on the business side going into this season is, is just such a pure blessing. And I cannot say thank you enough, man. I'm, I'm just so extremely grateful for the love you guys continue to show. Also on that note, what else is happening on Thursday? Of course, the TSUS tour at Carolina Ale House continues. We'll be back in Greenville. Let's run it back upstate Gamecocks. We'll be back at the Woodruff Road location in Greenville, South Carolina. Very excited again to hang out with the Greenville Gamecocks. Looking forward to it this Thursday, August the 25th. We will get going at 6 o'clock, and yes, I understand Shane Beamer has his first call-in show this week. I will have the speaker out there. We will cut on the Shane Beamer call-in show so we can all tune to that and listen to what Coach Beamer has to say. But again, really excited, man. We felt the love last time when we were downtown Greenville. Now, for the first time, we're going out to Woodruff Road. Really looking forward to that, guys. And I highly urge you to come out again. Everything gets going at six o'clock. We will have merchandise on sale. Of course, I mentioned towels, koozies. We'll be out there taking your questions. Probably going to do a QA around 7 30 or so. Going to be a lot of fun. So, again, hope to see you all there. And last but not least, guys, this is the final week of the season simulation series. Of course, last night we simulated the game against Florida. Tonight, we got Tennessee and tomorrow. We've got Clem Sucks. We'll also do a bowl game at some point because we have hit six wins already. So we'll do a bowl game at some point, maybe later in this week, maybe this weekend. I'm not exactly sure, but I will let you guys know when that will be happening. So really exciting stuff, man. A lot going on and positive momentum out the wazoo for us, for Carolina football. And on that note, guys, let's continue with the 2022 Position Unit Preview Series as we continue to dissect this Gamecocks football team. And arguably the biggest question mark on this team, most certainly the biggest question mark on this offense. We've talked skill positions, right? All the, all the fun wide receivers and tight ends and quarterbacks and running backs. It's this group that if they don't get going, None of that really matters. Of course, I'm talking the Gamecocks offensive line. And guys, before we look ahead at this year's group, let's look back at last year. To say it was a struggle is probably putting it kindly. This is an offensive line that ranked 93rd in rush offense and allowed 31 sacks on the season. Those numbers tell the story alone. Let's go a step further. My good friend Pick 6 Previews, obviously. If you've not gotten his magazine, I highly suggest you doing so. He breaks down statistics for offensive line and for offense in general, talking about O-line run push, pass protection rate, which basically just tells you how good was your team in running the football and how good were you at protecting the quarterback, right? Makes sense. The Gamecocks and his ratings ranked 96th in O-line run push and 100th in pass protection rate. Bottom line, South Carolina wasn't good at anything up front of the offensive line. And guys, again, we watched it all season long. It was bad from the start, and it was basically bad 
until the very end of the Mayo Bowl when this group somehow figured it out against the Tar Heels. Either way, though, the overall product was abysmal. And it was shocking, too, right, watching it last year. Because I'll never forget, I ranked the O-line, or I graded, excuse me, the O-line going into last season, a B+. So to see what we saw from this group a year ago, I mean, it was so baffling. It was so maddening. A group that helped lead Kevin Harris to be the SEC's leading rusher in 2020 to be 93rd in rush offense, to average just 3.8 yards per carry. And it even goes beyond that, guys. It was it was not just, well, you're getting bullied, you're getting beat, you're, you know, you just don't have the talent to compete. It was the missed assignments. It, it was letting guys go free. It, it was just the, the, the baffling, maddening performances, averaging 1.6 yards per carry against Missouri, who had basically the worst rush defense damn near in college football, right? It, it, it was it was knowing that every time South Carolina was in a third and seven or third and eight or longer, you might as well just go ahead and punt because our quarterback ain't getting time to throw anyways. Now, to their credit, like I mentioned, this is a group that did emerge late in wins over Florida, Auburn, and North Carolina. Played much better, right? Ran for over 200 yards against Florida, uh, ran the ball well against Auburn, protected the quarterback, and then UNC, you absolutely dominated them. That was by far the offensive line's best performance of the season. But you really saw it early on, right? I'd never forget after the EIU game, telling you guys, you know, South kind of ran for like 250 or 260 yards per game, but you left that game going, it didn't feel quite as easy as it should have, right? And then we saw that the second week against East Carolina where, where you saw the Gamecocks, yes, they ran the ball, but really struggled to get it going. It wasn't until late when Juju McDowell got involved that you really saw any sort of run game in that. And then, of course, the rest of the season ensued. You got bullied. I mean, absolutely bullied against teams like Georgia, Texas A&M, Clemson, the top-notch competition. Now, there were some things that certainly played into that. The quarterback carousel, a brand-new scheme. Hey, Greg Atkins not being there the entire season because of his health. There were a lot of things that affected this group, but I don't think there's anybody out there who would look at this offensive line and say that last year was excusable that last year made any sense, that that's what this offensive line just flat out is. Because when you look at the experience, which you're about to dive into in just a second, when you look at the experience, the returners, even the returners you had last year, the quality of players, guys who had played good football, it simply just made no sense. So you go now from this time last year, we felt like the offensive line was, oh, it's a strength. We can lean on it. You know, if anything, we're going to be able to run the football to now I think it's the greatest question mark on this football team. That being said, let's meet the offensive line coming in this 2022 football season. We'll meet all the offensive linemen here. We'll start senior Jalen Nichols, junior Vershawn Lee, redshirt senior Jovan Gwynn, redshirt junior Ja'Kai Moore, freshman Grayson Maines, redshirt freshman Jordan Davis, redshirt sophomore Tyshawn Wanamaker, redshirt freshman John Darius Morgan, freshman Jackson Hall, freshman Mac Walters, Freshman Chase Swiger, redshirt senior Wyatt Campbell, redshirt senior Hank Mano, six-year Eric Douglas, redshirt sophomore Trey Jones, freshman Ryan Brubaker, freshman Kaysen Henry, redshirt freshman Colin Hendrick, and fifth-year Dylan Wanham. Now, what that doesn't tell you, right, there's a lot of familiar names there, and there should be, because the Gamecocks return 129 career starts up front. Guys, this is a unit that returns the entire two deep. And what's so interesting about that, 
is for most football teams out there, you would hear me say that and go, oh my God, this team's going to have an elite offensive line. They're going to be able to run the ball, protect the quarterback. They're going to have an elite offense. Offensive line is figured out. It is absolutely not a question. But when you look at how the group played a season ago, right? We talk experience all the time and experience being one of the most overrated things in college athletics. You know, my good friend, Jake Crane, I know some of you don't really love Jake, but listen, Jake tells it like it is and he brings the energy, which I respect and I love because I feel like I do a lot of the same. But Jake saying, hey, who gives a damn if you bring the same car back? If the car didn't run last year and it was a beat up hoopty, what does it matter that you've got the same car with the same experience, right? So you look at this offensive line. Hey, it's great you've got 129 career starts back. It's great you've got the entire two deep and you've got all this experience. But if it's not good experience and you look at last year and it was just so abysmal and so porous, does that really translate? Is is having that experience really a positive? Or would you rather have a bunch of young and experienced guys who are like four and five star caliber players who at least have like an NFL ceiling or NFL potential? Now, I'll also say this. I didn't mention this, and I'm talking about my most approved, of course. The guy that I have is the most approved is Dylan Wanham. And not because he's played terrible football during his time here, but Dylan Wanham, a guy last year that battled injury, we saw glimpses of him and we've seen glimpses a lot of his career right as a true freshman guy I think was all freshman SEC whatever Dylan Wanham's an NFL guy and and JC Sherbert talked in our airwaves in the Daily Crow about Dylan Wanham he's healthy that back injury is something that's not really affecting him anymore and we're hearing he's you know it's hit between him and Tyshawn Wanamaker at the tackle position but I want to see more out of Dylan Wanham I I feel like Dylan Wanham is an NFL guy He's got that type of ceiling. He's got that type of potential. There's no reason why Dylan Wanham, I think, should not be an every week starter for South Carolina. Of course, we're all familiar with his brother, DJ Wanham, and what he did with the Gamecocks. Dylan Wanham, I think, is set to have a breakout year, and I think he should have a breakout year. When you look at, again, his credentials, his recruiting profile, what his brother did, there's no reason to me why Dylan Wanham can't be a big-time player and a big-time guy on this offense. And again, when you're playing the tackle position, whether it be right tackle or you're protecting Spencer Rattler's blind side of the left tackle spot. He can play either. He can really play all over. But he's going to be asked to play a very vital position, and we saw South Carolina get beat off the edges a lot last year. So I want to see Dylan Wanham step up, right? There are some known commodities in this group, which I'm about to talk about my best overall. But for me, Dylan Wanham has the most to prove because of what I feel like he has in the tank, of what I feel like Dylan Wanham can be for this group up front. Guys, let's move into the best overall player on this offensive line. And for me, it starts with the anchor in the middle at center, Eric Douglas. Eric Douglas, again, a phenomenal player. You could also look at Jovan Gwynn. It's really split between those two guys, those are two guys who have played a lot of good football for South Carolina, but it was a major boost when Eric Douglas announced that he was going to come back for this season. Now, what I think is so interesting, and we talk about the experience, and again, of course, you know, we've had John Strickland on, we've had other offensive linemen on, they talk about the center being the quarterback of the offensive line. They're the one making the calls, they're the one making the checks, they're the ones that are communicating with the quarterback, and you saw a lot of that miscommunication last year, which I think with Spencer Rattler being under center each and every single week is something that should improve. 
Either way, though, Douglas is a guy that brings that veteran experience. Again, I thought he played good football for you last year. He's a leader. Again, he and Jovan Gwynn are a really nice duo in the middle. But I do give the nod to Eric Douglas simply because I think he plays the most important position on the offensive line, which is center, and he's done a really good job. You know, South Carolina has had a really good stretch of centers, by the way. It's interesting. They've had a really good stretch of centers. Even if the O-line hasn't been great, we have been fortunate to have some really, really good centers wear the garnet in black. So, for me, Eric Douglas, the best overall. He is the quarterback of that offensive line, if you will. And I would expect him coming back for his final season to have his best season in the Garnet and Black. Guys, let's talk season will be successful if. What will spell a successful season for this group? Some of you just say, God, just don't be terrible. <laughs> like, just don't be abysmal. I mean, truly, guys, what's crazy, I could say, if the offensive line is just average this year, Nobody's even asking this group to be a top two, three, four group in the SEC. Just be average. Be average. If, if this O-line is average, South Carolina will score 30 points per game like I've predicted, and they will win at minimum seven games. A lot of what is going to happen on the offensive side of the football, it comes down to this group. And I think you're seeing South Carolina, obviously, in recruiting, go get these big-time offensive linemen. There's a reason, guys, because Shane Beamer and I commend him for it. He understands you win in the trenches in the SEC, both offensively and defensively. This is still a line of scrimmage league. If you cannot run the football, you are going to have trouble. And not just run the football, but run the football when you need to run the football. You know, we talk a lot about red zone efficiency and red zone offense. You know what helps red zone offense? Being able to get a push. Being able to, on third and goal from the two, pound the rock and get it into the end zone. That helps a lot. That helps a lot. But for me, I did quantify this one statistically, right? Because this is a unit that produced 31, or excuse me, this is a unit that allowed 31 sacks last year and produced a rushing attack that averaged just 3.8 yards per carry. I'm not even setting expectations through the roof, guys. If this unit can just be average, I think it'll be a success. Because it's so maddening, right? You have all this experience back. You have all these career starts. You have your entire two deep, but it's a unit that played the way it did a season ago, right? So you look at, it's a group in 2020 that produced a 1,000-yard rusher. It's a group last year that did what it did. Now, what does 2022 hold? I look at it this way. I don't think this group is quite as good as the unit we saw in 2020. I don't think it's quite as bad as what we saw last year. But for me, for the Gamecocks offensive line, setting realistic expectations, the season will be successful if this unit allows less than 25 sacks. You allowed 31 last year. 25 or less sacks allowed and four or more yards per carry averaged in the run game. Those aren't even crazy statistics, but I think if you can just make a marginal improvement, right, it will pay off major dividends for this offense and for this football team. 25 or less sacks allowed, four yards or more yards per carry average in the run game. You do those two things, I think that'll be enough to have a productive offense. Anything beyond that, and it's gravy. I'm ecstatic. Again, I understand you got all this experience, but look what it did last year. I think you got to keep the expectations realistic. And again, I think that would spell a successful year for this group, and at minimum, just a step in the right direction. That being said, guys, let's finally dive into the overall grade for this unit. Now, I ran a poll on social media 
asking how would you grade the Gamecocks offensive line going in the season? And again, I continue to see people, and it's very easy, by the way, to spot who listens to the podcast and who doesn't. And it's fine, right? I appreciate those that tune in, and I also appreciate those who just interact and engage with the social media banter, the graphics, if you will, that piggyback off the things we talk about on the podcast. But I think there's still some people that don't really understand, right? When it comes to these grades, this is not me saying, this is how I see this unit grading at the end of the year, right? I take into account what they did last year. I take into account who's returning. I do take some into account how I think they'll fare this year. But the majority of these grades are based off of how do I view the unit right now, right? Hey, look at last year. I graded the offensive line a B plus. They sure as shit didn't perform in a B plus grade last year, guys. I don't think anybody would argue me on that. And I'm a bit of a harsh grader, right? I call it as I see it, as you all know. And when I do these grades, I'm grading in regards to almost like I'm comparing to other SEC schools. Like, where does the unit rank in regards to the SEC landscape, right? For example, the tight ends. I gave an A-, minus, and people were like, how is it not an A+. Well, guys, Georgia's tight ends an A+. Not everybody can be an A+. Let's grade on a true scale, okay? So I just wanted to throw that out there before I hurt some of your feelings when talking about this offensive line and what I'm grading them going into the year. Because I, I've seen some grades, guys. B minus, B, B plus. Listen, I understand the experience you return 129 career starts. I understand you return the entire two deep. I understand that on an individual basis, right? You've got guys like Tyshawn Wanamaker, Vershawn Lee, Eric Douglas, Jovan Gwynn, Dylan Wanham, right? many, many others, you've got guys who have played good football at times. The only guy you lose from last year is Justin Turnentine, right? You've got guys on an individual basis that have played good football. You also add Spencer Rattler at quarterback, right? And again, I think having a steady hand at quarterback should immensely help this group. Hey, Gamecock fans, hey guys, here's the good news. The O-line literally can't be any worse than it was a season ago. It can't. It can't. Knock on wood, and if it is, guys, I'll eat crow. I don't think there's any way this unit can be any worse than it was a season ago. But with all that being said, until I'm proven otherwise, the offensive line, unfortunately, is the weak link of this offense. And it is no doubt the biggest question of this football team. And the difference between a six or, let's say, an eight-win season, I think a lot of it hinges on what this group does. Right now, I'm giving the overall grade for the Gamecocks offensive line. I'm giving them a D plus. I wanted to give them a D. I wanted to give them a D, right? I'm not going to give them an F because you do have that returning experience. You do have your entire two deep back, and I think that accounts for something. I wanted to give them a D. I bumped them to a D plus right now. Again, this is my grade for them right now. They could prove me wrong. They could prove us all wrong and be a strength to this football team, produce a thousand yard rusher. But right now, guys, the offensive line, I don't give a damn how many starts you got coming back. I don't give a damn how many guys you got in the two deep. It's a liability right now. Potential's there, but potential's a scary word. This O-line had potential last year too, and it did not live up to the hype. There are some good players on an individual basis, but as a unit, as a unit, 
This is a at best bottom third of the SEC offensive line. And I think that's the biggest thing, guys, honestly, line of scrimmage that is holding South Carolina football back from being a six win type program to getting back to that eight, nine, 10 win range. It all starts up front on the line of scrimmage on both sides, right? That's why you're seeing the Gamecocks hammer recruiting the way they are on offensive and defensive linemen. So that being said, I'm giving the overall grade a D plus. This unit will be better this year, guys, but it literally can't be any worse than it was a season ago. So what does that mean? The question's not, will they be better? The question is, how much better will they be? And a lot of that answer is going to determine how many games the Gamecocks win this season. Because as I said earlier, hey, we can talk Rattler, we can talk Wells, we can talk Stog, we can talk Rucker, we can talk Van, Marshawn Lloyd, Christian Beal Smith. We can talk all those guys you want. But if this O-line ain't doing its job and South Carolina's getting behind the chains and falling in third and longs, guys, that's just not a recipe for success. If you're averaging 3.8 yards per carry again, if you're allowing 30 or more sacks, you just don't have a chance. And you're not going to see the best version of this offense. That being said, I've said this before too, the offensive line being a liability is not an excuse for Marcus Satterfield. If you know that's the case, you got to scheme around it. But bottom line, this group has too many starters back and too many career starts. It's got too much damn experience to play as bad as it did a season ago. So again, they'll be better. How much better will they be? Until I see otherwise, though, this group's a liability. The overall grade for this group, a D plus. Is that too harsh, guys? I'd love to hear from you. What are your thoughts on the overall grade, best overall, most approved? Hey, how do you feel about the Gamecocks offensive line coming in this 2022 football season? Guys, let's dive into a couple of news and notes and then your listener questions, and we'll get out of here. Before we do, though, I want to tell you about our friends over at Price Picks because speaking of football season, hey, you guys love to gamble, right? Lines, spreads, over-unders, totals. Uh, you, know, you know, futures bets, whatever it might be, why not prop plays? Those price picks is practically giving money away this football season with prop plays, especially when it comes to college sports, which we all love. Guys, go to prizepicks.com or go download the prize picks app today and sign up with the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works. You pick two to five players. You can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry, guys. It's literally just you against the projection. Price Picks also allows mixed sport entries. So, for example, you can take the over on Spencer Rattler. Par passing yards, parlay with the under on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. You can play NBA, NHL, MLB, and, of course, college sports, which is what we all care about. Price Picks is a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Again, guys, that's our friends at Price Picks. Go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com, and when you do, use that promo code, T-S-U-S, at sign up. You're going to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, guys, our friends at Prize Picks, and we appreciate our friends at Prize Picks for their love and support of the Spurs Up show. Let's break the bookie this football season. All right, guys, really quickly, just a couple of news and notes. Things that happened actually late Thursday, early Friday, I did not get to touch on on the podcast. First thing, Monty Lee added to the baseball staff. Very exciting stuff. Very happy he's home. I think it's a great addition for Gamecocks baseball. We all feel how we feel about Mark Kingston, right? And that has not changed. A lot of you ask me, Chris, is this going to save Kingston's job? The only thing that's going to save Kingston's job 
is winning games, guys. So it doesn't matter what coaches you add or players you add. If they don't win games, he ain't going to be here much longer, and I think he knows that. But for those of you who don't realize, I, I didn't realize how many people did not know this. Monty Lee coached at South Carolina from 2003 to 2008, and I've got a very unique vantage point because I played with guys that, that played for Monty Lee, were recruited by Monty Lee. Here's the thing, guys. Everybody loves him. I mean, this dude is a Gamecock. Everybody loves him. I know it's weird because he was the head coach at Clemson, but, of course, left USC and went to College of Charleston, got the opportunity to have the Clemson head coaching job, and it's just one of those things you just can't really say no to when you're trying to break through because Clemson baseball, it is a good head coaching job in the national grand scheme in college baseball, but it's great to have Monty Lee back on staff. He's going to help that locker room immensely. He's going to be nothing but a positive addition. If he's here for a while, he's going to immensely help in-state recruiting, um, and guys, what does the future hold? I have no idea. This season has to happen. Could he possibly slide into some other role? Wink, wink. I don't know. I don't know. But either way, having Monty Lee on this staff, only a plus and only a positive for Gamecocks baseball. Back on the football side of things, guys, I'm recruiting, of course, Xavier McLeod picking South Carolina. Another huge notch. And the momentum continues. Gamecocks now sit 17th in recruiting. Um how can you not be excited for what Shane Beamer and company are doing? How can you not be excited? Uh, finally, guys, Shane Beamer fires back at the Mark Stoop comments. I call him Mark Stoop, whatever. Stoop kid can't leave his stoop. Mark Stoop, Mark Stoops, whatever. Mark Stupid. I don't give a damn what you want to call him. The comment he made was ridiculous. Um, Shane Beamer at the Steel Hands Gamecock Central event basically saying, and I don't have the quote pulled up in front of me, but uh, you know the, the climate is hot. The culture is a hell of a lot hotter. I love it. I, I love the fact there's so much intensity around this game. I love seeing Shane Beamer. And I don't think it was anything unnecessary or like anything over the top, but throwing a little jab back, bro, that's what it's all about. It's fun. It's a game. Bring back more of that into college football. Um, so it, it only ratchets up what's a huge game for South Carolina already in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, all right, let's get in your listener questions, guys. We have just a couple, and then we'll get out of here. Krusty Andy says, hopes and prayers. That is all. <laughs> very good very good uh finally kj gonzalez says do we have enough depth on the o-line to carry us throughout the entire season kj how could we not have enough depth the entire two deep is back a hundred dude there are seven guys i forgot to mention this there's seven guys on this offensive line who have started six games or more in a season how could we not have that enough quality depth right we just need these guys to play better football. That, that's At the end of the day, that's it. You've got the bodies. They just need to execute and perform. To what level do they? That's the question. Obviously, we're hoping at a very high level. And again, our season practically depends on it. So uh, that being said, guys, thank you so much for being engaging. Appreciate the questions. Thank you all so much for the continued love and support, man. Excited for this week. And hey, this is the final week. Sound the alarm. The final week. Without a South Carolina football game to talk about upcoming, this is the final week without game week outside of the bye week until December. Soak it in, folks. College football is back. Hey, appreciate y'all tuning in. Thank y'all so much. Uh, that's going to do it all for me. Appreciate y'all again, man. Looking forward to a fun week. Have a fantastic rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you all on Wednesday. Okay, I know I just said the show was over, but surprise, surprise, here we are because right after I finished recording later Sunday afternoon, the Gamecocks picked up a new commitment from the class of 2023 defensive lineman Xavion Hardy, Shane Beamer and company continue to stay red 
hot on the recruiting trail, a four-star defensive lineman from Macon, Georgia, six foot five, 262 pounds. He ranks as the 29th ranked overall defensive lineman in the 2023 class and the 17th overall ranked player in the state of Georgia. You look at those measurables, and guys, it's so funny because on this podcast today, we just talked about line of scrimmage, the importance of line of scrimmage, and Shane Beamer continues to show that with yet another big-time addition on the edge. Also, what makes this such a big deal is who he chose the Gamecocks over, most notably the Florida Gators, who have given South Carolina some fits on the recruiting trail with some different flips, decommitments, what have you, to land him over the Gators is big time. We felt like it came down between South Carolina and Florida. Other offers for him, Arizona State, Auburn, Eastern Kentucky, Florida State, Georgia, Georgia Southern, Georgia Tech, Jackson State, Liberty, Miami, Michigan, Michigan State, NC State, Ole Miss. This was a guy, Southern Cal, Vatek. This was a guy that was highly sought after from the state of Georgia, and the Gamecocks are able to to land him. Guys, a .9340 on the 24-7 sports composite for those of you who keep up with such things. But the bottom line is this, yet another huge commitment. I'll say this, guys. The Gamecocks now rank 16th nationally in recruiting. That blue chip ratio, again, the Gamecocks creeping closer and closer and closer to that number over 50% that you want to be at. Simply put, bottom line is this, as you can tell, I am fired up. Who out there is hotter than South Carolina on the recruiting trail, and guys, they're not done yet. I'll tell you this. Get the Gamecocks right now. Get them right now, because Shane Beamer's showing us all. When you mix in a great culture, positive momentum, and you work your tail off, you get this type of result, and you better get the Gamecocks while you can, because Shane Beamer is building an absolute monster. In Columbia. And again, guys, what I love is that he understands this is still a line of scrimmage league, and you're seeing that. Again, Xavion Hardy, you love the size with this kid. Six foot five, 262. Again, it feels like this came sort of out of nowhere late on Sunday. Either way, felt like it had to be on the podcast, and we had to mention it. Another massive, massive pickup. Yet another four-star defensive lineman. And guys, it just takes me back to 2010, 11, 12, 13, when the Gamecocks were winning 10, 11 games a year. And why were they doing it? Well, you could point to the line of scrimmage. It's one of the big reasons why it was happening. Some of those great defensive lines, those great defensive linemen the Gamecocks had. Maybe Xavion Hardy can be yet another player like that for USC. So, big-time pickup, big breaking news on Sunday. Wanted to add it, of course, to the end of this podcast and uh, mention it certainly on this Monday show, but massive, man. I tell you this, if you're a Gamecock fan and you're excited for the future of South Carolina football, well, you should be. And if you're not, get on board because the Shane train's freaking rolling. Beamer ball to the freaking moon, and that includes the recruiting trail. The Gamecocks are red hot, folks. What a way to go into the week, ladies and gentlemen. Again, this time, for real, we're out of here. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Monday, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.